truth without compromise for the last generation. Watchmen Radio. Hello, Richard. Bah. Bah. How's up, you? man? Things are great. Hallelujah. How are you? So this is Brother Alien. My name is Richard Keltner, and my pronouns are shut the hell up, you stupid libtard. What are your pronouns? My pronouns My pronouns are, uh, oh, my goodness, I forgot my pronouns again. I think it was, uh, can you remind me my pronouns? Everybody pray for Alien's memory, please. <laughs> like, shut your prophetic, your non-prophetic pie hole, you prayer group Karen. Jezebel. Yeah. So this is Taco Tuesday. We're going to touch on a couple of uh, scripture here and bring the word of the Lord. And uh, this is Taco Tuesday. Engage, Alan. Praise right. the Lord. Got that out of the way. Mm-hmm. This was your idea, wasn't it? No, it was your idea, I think. I'm a little bit more serious than this, bro. All right? Yes. Yes. Amen. And wrap this up. Amen. All right. So if you enjoyed Taco Tuesday, you know what? We should probably start doing communion. That's a really um, good idea. Every now I get them. I get them. So, we're going to touch on a couple um, verses here and talk about it. But um, we are continually praying that the satanic libtards fail in their uh, actions to attempt to uh, do the drop boxes again with the mules. So they got two viruses now. They're real happy. Um, they're spreading monkey poxes. They say everybody's getting it in bathrooms now. Uh, so, yeah, they, they spray the viruses around. These people are sick. Uh, they got yeah. weird COVID outbreaks here in Florida now. Two people in Maria's office are out with COVID. Um, so this is what they're going to do. They need death and pain and sickness to gain power. Okay, that's that conquering spirit, that demonic power that is driving along, that conqueror. The white horse in Revelation 6 is a conquering spirit. I think we touched on this last week where uh, when, you, when blood is offered to Satan, then he does stuff for you. Like that, uh, like that wicked king who offered up his uh, firstborn son as a burnt offering and immediately great confusion was spread throughout Israel. And also um, how uh, when you offer, when you kill a child, uh, that's the third and last step to become a priest of Satan. And then you get things like te telekinetic power, like lamp, be removed from this table and move over to that desk. And that's when you kill a child and drink its blood. And so there's always blood to be offered to Satan for him to do stuff. And that's what the Democrats Satanists are after. Amen. All right. So the satanic libtards will use death for power. 
These these are sick individuals. When you look at a satanic libtard and you really study them, they're whacked. And you have to wonder, how many times have they rejected the gospel? What is going on that they're able to give the nod and the wink to spread diseases around, to give them the options to use mules to dump ballot boxes late at night. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the Democrat that was behind leaps ahead at 3 a.m. Oh, my goodness, we found all these ballots. Oh, we can't, can't understand this. And yeah, and also, uh, yeah, the ballots, uh, the ballot dump boxes, the drop boxes, they're a nightmare. Yes, so far. So they got the monkeypox now running around. They say monkeypox is much worse. Now people going to bathrooms are getting it. Originally, uh, they said it was in the gay community. But they're spreading the disease, like the Anthrax album always said. And they're using death and pain and torment to dictate over you. That's all they care about is enslaving you. This is an end time event. Now, here's the decision you need to make. Are you going to be a part of their harvest, a demonic seed harvest? Or are you going to be a harvest of the Lord? You have to make that choice. You have to start setting aside the ways of the satanic libtard. And I talk to people all the time. And, uh, you know, they say they're Christians and believers and they're Yahweh and everything. Uh, yet they vote with satanic libtards. And I'm like, well, you know, they're pro-slaying babies. Okay, not just in a couple months out. Uh, like after birth abortion. And they look at me like, I just talked to somebody the other day. Like, what do you mean? That don't make sense. (laughs) Yeah, it don't make sense. So if you listen to, uh, I don't know if it was the ex-governor of Virginia, what they they were saying, the satanic libtards rollout for baby slaying was to make the baby comfortable before they slay it. Remember he was on radio court talking about that? Yeah, it was uh, Governor Ralph Northam. He said, uh, yeah, they make the baby, baby comfortable. And then the doctor and the mother would decide if they, you know, the baby would live or die. And everybody was quickly, naturally horrified, everyone with good sense. And uh, that's when they said, oh, no, we didn't really mean that. And then they ran out some distraction to uh, distract us from that and yeah. move on to the next issue. Yeah. So I asked them, how could you be voting for that? I mean, are you not kicking a brick upstairs for that demonic activity? I mean, you're a link in the chain of the devil's kingdom. What kind of reaping are you going to have? What what are you doing? What you are sowing to something, your vote, your contribution is sowing to something that's so satanic. And you think you're going to skate right on by? You think that that's not being recorded? You don't think there's two sets of books? That's right. Book of Life and the Book of Works. Hey, man, it's pretty... Go ahead. You can, by your actions and by your deeds, zero yourself out. Oh, yeah. You can zero... You can null and void yourself... By your action. Faith cometh 
by hearing the word of God and doing it. Is the word of God telling you to go in line with satanic libtards and be a link in their chain to organize slaying babies, perverting children, and uh, teaching them to mutilate their, their genitalia at the age of six? Is that? Yes, not only. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Not only is it uh, an outrage that uh, abortion itself, I mean, just when you think about it, pulling a baby apart in the womb where it should be the safest. Also, everybody and their mother already knows that abortion is a satanic ritual, and uh, they draw pentagrams on the ground before uh, in certain uh, abortuaries, and uh, just mutilating young people is how they— they hurt God because young people and and babies are the most innocent thing. And that satanic libtard, you know, world, they love hurting the most innocent babies and young people and children in order to harm God. That's much how much they hate God. And Christians are voting for satanic libtards. It's an outrage. Okay. So These people say they're Christian, and their action is to support a satanic agenda. And you can, like I was saying, null and void yourself out. There's two sets of book. If you read the book of Revelation, I would urge you to take a look. When the books are open, you're going to want your deeds to line up by faith to what the Lord has told you to do and to live the way the Lord has told you to live. You don't live the way you want to live. This is an OSIS. Once saved, always saved is a lie. You eternal securityites. You're in for a big surprise too. I got news for you. And we've been over this many, many, many times. And I'll tell you right now, you got to decide on what harvest you're going to be a part of. Because there's a... Demonic harvest, too. And uh, that harvest doesn't go into such a good place. And this message here today is receive the mark. That's the name of the board. Receive the mark. And I know some of you are like, well, Keltron has lost his mind. No, I have not. I'm telling you to receive the mark. And I'm going to show you in a minute what I mean, okay? Here we go. Matthew 13. I'm going to read here. I think verse 38 or so. Um, where Jesus is interpreting his preaching because they didn't understand. There was a rhema and revelation side to what Jesus was talking about. And this is an actual beautiful account where Jesus is trying to explain to them, hey, this is what the the parable means. Do you understand? This is it. I'm going to make it real simple. So let's see how he interpreted it. Okay. The field is the world. Okay. He was talking about a field. That's the world. There are Two types of things growing in the harvest. There are weeds and there are the children of God. 
And this is Amen. a spinoff to what we were talking about. You are a tree. Okay? You are. And Jesus was constantly referring to the cycle of growth, the, the seeds of faith, the harvest, the weeds. And here he goes. The field is the world, Jesus says. And the good seed represents the sons of the kingdom. Oh, okay. Let me think about that. So now we're a seed. We want to grow into a manifestation that we're hearing the right thing on that day. And I got news for you. You're going to want to hear, well done, thou faithful servant. That's what you're going to want to hear. But are you positioning yourself to hear that? Are things weeding into your life, staining you and bringing you into an arena where the angels might not see you during the harvest? I'm talking about the transgression of man. We can, we have to come out. This is a season. Make thy ways straight. That's right. Because straight is the gate that leads to life. It's not crooked. You want to have crooked ways? You want to be on the crooked path? You're not going to make it. I'm sorry. I know you think you are, and you might have been preached. Listen, I knew a dude that um, I I was responsible bringing him into the kingdom. Uh, he was on Watcher Radio a few times years ago. Um, I preached to him repentance and the importance of living for God and um, he received it for a while Uh, then I talked to him a couple years ago he got into this Joe Olstein thing and all of a sudden Everything I taught him seemed to be out the window. He was now like I was wrong. Like I had the message that was just overbearing and Joel Alstein love bomb message was sin just is God wing said it all. No problem. That's a lie. You don't know where the line is. You don't know where the snare is. Ecclesiastes says, death is like a snare to the sons of men. It's sudden. You just don't know it. And I'll tell you right now, that's what happened to him. I talked to him on the phone. I, he told me he left his wife. I said, and you know what my words were to him were? I said, and this is during COVID outbreaking, uh, Delta. I said, and I, I had a dream that I posted about people would getting sick with COVID that had sin in their life. I posted it on Facebook. 
And I said, dude, this is not the time to have any door open. And that was the dream that it was about, actually, door open. And um, I don't go on Facebook much, but I went on there a couple months ago. And I saw a memorial to him. And I'm like, what the heck is this? A memorial. So I got a hold of uh, somebody that knows him and he said, yeah, he died of COVID. And it was a horrifying death, by the way. They didn't give him anything that he needed. They didn't give him any of the, the vitals like Biden got, all that stuff. They, they didn't give him nothing because of Fauci's death order. Oh, yeah. They want you to die. Was was it a remdesivir ventilator death? Yep. It was a, or yep, worse? Exactly. Okay. A vicious death. They blew his lungs out and killed him. And they wanted that. They wanted a kill count. For, they only see him as a kill count. This is the satanic, libtard way. You are a kill count. They'll kill you. They don't care. They, don't, they will camp you. They will torture you. They will slay you. They just want power. That's it. And that's a sad story. And that's how this false teaching, this flim-flam, flicky-flaky garbage perverts the order of the word. And folks, run with it. It's a feel-good message. And it can kill you. And that's how David Wilkerson always des- described that type teaching. Did you know that? he? That's how he described it. He constantly gave the analogy of how they killed rats in New York City, how they would use meal and they would only use a tiny portion of poison and that tiny portion of poison in that meal would wipe out a colony of rats. Big ones, too. And he said that's how false doctrine is. That tiny little bit of false doctrine is like that poison. You have to sustain and endure the truth. That's what the word says. There's an endurance in the truth. We did a word on that many years ago called enduring the truth. There's truth and you got to endure it. The truth of the word is an accountability to your action. Meaning you have to live it. You have to walk it out. Is it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. Because this world is going down. You're not going to make it here. Anything you have, all the money you ever had, anything you've ever saved up or houses or RVs or whatever is not coming with you. Forget it. Store up your riches in heaven that can't corrode. Now, here it is. The field is the world, Jesus said. Good seed represents the sons of God. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the harvesters are the angels. And the weeds are collected and burned in the fire. So will it be at the end of the age. 
Okay. So we don't want to be a weed, right? How do you live like a weed? Follow the world. Go with the flow. And that's the problem with tares. They look like wheat early on until they get a little bit more mature as they're growing. And I'm telling you, we're at that point. We're in a harvest mode. You want to be ready, real, and right with God. You want to walk the walk. You want to endure the truth. You want to set aside the vices and sin and iniquity and transgression. It's just not worth it. Put it down. Sever it from your life. That's right. That's right. This is it. So let's talk about it. Um, Alan, do you want to take a look and read for me? Activate 90% of brain, uh, which would be Google, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can you read out uh, Revelation 9 verses 2? Yeah, verses 2 to 4. That's it. Okay. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Amen. There you go. The seal of God. You see, I'm going to touch on that. Receive the mark. I was just doing that for shock value, as you can see. And I'm going to touch on it in a minute. Alan's going to read... um, Ezekiel 9, uh, verses 3 through 7. I mean, 3 through 8. I'm sorry. Uh, Alan's going to read Ezekiel 9, verses 3 through 8. Now, here's the deal, guys. There is protection when we have the seal of God. Now, the metaphors here, some have speculated what they could be. But I I got news for you. There are demonic powers being sent out over the earth right now. And you can see it. You can see how people are acting. You can watch and observe through the eyes of the spirit and say, wow, that's a little funky that now criminals are hailed and the police are the enemy. Where did I hear that from? Yeah, the Bible. They would call evil good and good evil. Well, guess what? It's manifesting right before your eyes. And it doesn't take much rhema or meditation to really figure it out. It's right there before you. It's happening now. And you're seeing people want to kill one another. They hate one another. There is division. The pang. The throttle the galloping of the red horse is increasing oh yeah and those gallops and those 
sounds grow closer. That's the pangs of the end times that are upon us. And we showed it to you, like Alan said, last week we touched on it. How they need blood. These are satanic beings. These are the weeds. This is serious business, folks. I know some of you tune in here. I know I get messages from many people over the years and said, Rich, what you told me 15 years ago, uh, wow, seems to be happening. You know, longtime listeners. A lot of folks we've had over the years. That's because God raised me up for this ministry. When I started Watchman Radio, I, I asked God for a sign. I said, God, please, give me, give me some time. I didn't have much money back then. I had a certain amount of money, and I had enough money to get on, uh, not WWCR, but we were on AM radio back then. I forgot the name of the station. But I asked the Lord. I said, if this is you, I please, God. You know, I, I'm broke. So this little money I have would pay for the month of the radio show. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew nothing about radio. I was nervous. God understood. Believe it or not, he understands. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I walked out to my car with the envelope with the money. And when I walked out to my car, there were two, two white doves on the hood of my car. Oh, yeah. Wow. Two white doves. I, I am telling you the God's honest truth. I took that as a heck yeah, do it. So I got in the car. This was kind of before camera phones. I should have got pictures. But one of them Next jumped time. down and started pecking at the meal or something on the ground. Never saw white doves in front of my house like that. Okay? So that was the birth of Watchman Radio. Right there. That was enough for me. Some, some of you might say, well, that's not a sign. Well, it was to me. It meant to me something. Amen. Okay. It spoke to me. I asked the Lord for a sign. Two white doves showed up in the hood of my car. Okay. That's not an unusual event. I've never had that happen before. So I drove on no, down and paid the bill. And hence, all these years later, we're still preaching the truth, I believe, the truth. Some of you might think it's harsh word because we speak about repentance and living holy. And I know that's the people don't want to do that because your flesh likes darkness. Oh, yeah, I've been there, man. Many of you don't know how I got saved. I got saved from dying. <laughs> that's how I got saved. I died. And I'm not talking about just putting down the flesh, death to self. I'm talking about I literally died. I overdosed. So I was out of my body. I saw the demonic realm. I see what we're all going to see when we die. I was out of the body. I saw demonic powers trying to drag me to hell. I tell people all the time. When they say, I don't, I don't believe in the supernatural. That's what they say to me. To me. 
And I say, you know what? I do. Because I was dead. I was out of my body. That's why I'm a believer today. Did you know that? That's why I'm a believer. And they look at me like, really? I say, yeah, really? Nobody gave me a Bible tract. Nobody preached to me. I literally was dead. I scraped to my body trying to get back in. I could not. I cried out to God. And he zapped me back into my body after the demons were petitioning to take me to hell. Oh, yeah. They were petitioning to, to they said, Satan, let Satan have one. I didn't even have a name anymore. They called me one. Like it was some type of game. My heart was started back by an electric shock, and I could see the charge in my chest. It was a magnificent explosion of light in my chest. And I zapped back into my body. But I was deaf now. I couldn't hear anybody. I was deaf for about maybe an hour. Finally, I came back around. Next day, I went to Barnes Noble on Massapequa on Sunrise Highway, and I grabbed the first Bible I could find. It was a KJV. And I ate that thing up. I started reading and studying and reading and studying. And boy, did I turn my life over to God. Because when you're almost dragged into hell, and I'm here to tell you I'm a living specimen that almost was dragged to hell. I'm here to tell you it's real. It's real. I gave up that life. That was an earth-shifting moment for me. So I'm here to tell you, and I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth, man. Sin will take you to hell. Now, here's the deal. Alan's going to read it. And this is receive the mark. And this is the mark we want, people. We want the mark of God. The mark of God. God is all about anointing your forehead and marking your forehead with the mark of God. And isn't it interesting that the enemy mimics the mark on the forehead and the hands with the beast system, which is rising all around us, and China's involved, the dragon system. They've already mapped out 80% of Americans, now they're looking for all our DNA. This is a sick, the dragon is sick. We have to watch what China's doing. And I told you a couple weeks ago about the food supply. I told you this is going to be black horse pang. And it's already happening. And we preached on this for years. The sound of the mill still coming to a halt. That message you can go research in 2006. But I got news for you. The pang of the black horse is among us, and you can see it coming, and you can see what they're doing with Bill Gates buying up all the farmland, and now China is buying up all the farmland. You know that, Alan? Yes, I've heard of that. It's uh, what billionaires who want us dead uh, need with a whole bunch of farmland. Amen. They want control over the food source. Oh, yeah. If they can control the food source, they got you. And that's exactly what they want.
And notice how we detailed it, that they will use the pangs of the end times to bring you over to their satanic control. I can't tell you how many people I know that got injected with that satanic, whatever it is, after I told them, what? Did you say the word? Hello? Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, I was muted. Yeah, I, I did not use that word that would, um, okay, don't use would the cause word. problems. Okay. I don't want to get flagged right now. You see what I'm saying? Welcome to the club. You can't even say things on YouTube with these satanic beings using their algorithms to ban me. Because they don't want the truth going out. It's a small show. However, small shows grow into bigger shows and people hear us and they grow. They can learn and they take it and they can span out and preach what we've learned over the years. Doesn't take many. Just read about Gideon. Now, we'll tell you this. The black horse is organizing right now. China. Is in bed, and you know, I heard someone the other say, who, who said it? Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, was had a source that told them that China, China, I didn't know this, that Costco is considered the head of the dragon in America. Costco wow. is considered the head of the dragon. In is America. it because everything there is from China? I thought Walmart had that distinction. Uh, I'm only telling you what Tucker was talking about. Okay, you know, all right. I mean, there's some type of connection between Costco and China. I didn't know that. So you might want to activate 90% of your brain and check it. <laughs> okay, But, right. um, you know, we always joke that Alan, he uses Google a lot. So a little No, voice. actually, I use, I use StartPage because um, they use Google's search index, but they don't track you the way Google does. But anyway, close enough. Yeah. So well, Alan uh, activates his brain every now and then, which is Google <laughs> search engine. And, That's uh, terrible. I know. I'll break that later. Yeah, well, you could try. I will. But, Watch. All right, so we're going to read here about the mark of God because this is, you know, we said something outrageous. Receive the mark. That's what we said. And we're going to show you how to receive the mark of God. You can receive the mark of God, but it takes being sincere. It takes being repentive. And it takes asking the Holy Spirit to overtake you, to bring you to a place of complete repentance, not just for yourself, but for the land and for others and for the earth and for souls. That's right. Hey Amen. One of my friends, uh, he uh, had a drinking problem, and he left the bar, and he was so convicted, he dropped to his knees in the parking lot and said, and he said, oh, Lord, take this drinking from me. And he got sober that instant and been clean for years and years and years and years. Sometimes repentance seems very, very hard, but God is merciful and he's gracious beyond and loving beyond anyone you ever met in person face to face and he is willing to answer that prayer he's willing to take your problems he's willing to heal the wounds of your heart so um 
He's on our side. He's rooting for us. He's pulling for us to repent. He gives us grace to repent. He doesn't give us grace to take uh, sin vacations. He gives us grace to repent, and he's very gracious. Amen. That's right. It's a great testimony there. And I tell you right now, guys, we need to weep and mourn for souls. We need to weep and mourn for the iniquities and transgression that we're seeing manifest. For the children that are being perverted by these satanic libtards. We want to receive the mark of God. There is a mark of God. There is a seal. There is protection under the blood. Your action is observed by the Lord. Oh, yeah. We have to humble our soul with fasting. Get before the Lord and say, God, I want to receive this mark that Brother Keltron was talking about. I want to be sealed for the end time. I want to be part of your harvest and not the harvest of fire. And I want to do it. I want to have that sincerity behind my prayers. I want to have the mark of God on my forehead. So let's read here. How do we get that mark, Alan? Can you read Ezekiel? Sure. And the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub whereupon he was, to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said to him, Go through the midst of the city and through the midst of Israel, uh, Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. And to the others he said in my hearing, go ye after him through the city and smite. Let not your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. Slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women. But come not near any man upon whom is the mark. And begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men which were before the house. And he said unto them, Defile the house and fill the courts with the slain. Go ye forth. And they went forth and slew in the city. And it came to pass, while they were slaying them, and I was left, that I fell upon my face and cried, Ah, said, Ah, Lord God, wilt thou destroy all the residue of Israel in thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem? Amen. All right, so there it is, folks. There was a mark. The angels were loosed to exercise an order of Yah, our Heavenly Father. This is the nature of God. God changes not. I know some of you believe God's like change and just floats around on a cloud and like sing songs all day because you've been taught that by some cake baked flim flam flippy flappy preacher. That's not my problem. If you want to be ignorant on your own account, it's it, whatever your itching ears want. But if you want the truth, we go to the truth. We go to the word. We read the word. We bring the word to you, and then you can do what you want with it. God has not changed. Can Alan, can you go 
back, rewind, rewind to the part where how they received the mark. What 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 happened? How did they get the mark of God? And um, go through the midst of the city and through the midst of Jerusalem and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Yeah. That's how they got the mark. They, That's how they, they got grieved, the mark. They grieved at the sin of the city. Amen. So you can understand what I was saying earlier, that we have to get that sincerity, that we have to tap into God's emotion. How is he feeling about the children and what the satanic libtards do to the children? We have to tap in to the Holy Spirit and, and how he is seeing all this. Godly sorrow bring real repentance. There is superficial fake lip service repentance, which sometimes God will move on, by the way. I've seen people do. <laughs> I had a guy in the second row years ago, Russ Dizdar. We were preaching in Manhattan. Uh, and the guy was making fun of the puke bucket I had on the floor because we used to put buckets out because everybody used to vomit when we did deliverance. And he was mocking it, laughing. And uh, I saw it out of my corner of the eye and it bothered me a bit. But I just kept going. And I was reading the renunciations and he was doing them superficially like mumbling them, like in a mocking way. Well, guess what? He was on the floor, the first person manifesting wildly, and he had his head in that bucket. Like for an hour. The very thing that he was mocking, his head was in. That's right. So God met him where he was at. Just a surface repentance. Oh, God says, I'll take it. Okay, boom. You're on the ground. You're in, the, in Your head is in the bucket. How about that? Your face is in a place that was never meant for your face. Amen. But we that have grown in Christ, it, there comes a time where we have to get attached to the Spirit of God in a way where we are literally feeling the power of God's direction for souls for souls god loves souls he doesn't want folks going to hell maybe some but joking that's not a joke um that was alan making me do it but no it was uh, in second timothy 3 9 i think god desires all come to repentance so yeah god wants everyone to repent amen Except Esau. All right. Um, Esau did seek carefully with tears. Listen, there comes a point, I will tell you, I will, I will, we know a guy that's humping an, a succubus now. He's been turned over to, to he's someone who he thinks is his wife, and it's a spirit, a demon. And this was a Christian. So, um, and we don't know what to do with, what are we going to do with that guy? 
Um, we keep can you, praying for him and we keep blessing him in Jesus name that his eyes would be open to how vile he's being and uh, hoping for a last second repentance is what. Uh, well, like, yeah, like saying. James said, he's been turned over to a lie. There comes a point where when you keep rejecting truth. That you'll be turned over to a lie. You don't want to get to that point. So I would advise you. To start today. To hear a word like this and say, you know what? That's probably real. I'm going to start moving towards that direction. It's in the word. The word says it. Wow. Okay. Well, it's probably true. Maybe the cake, big, flim, flam, flippy, flappy preachers I've been listening to are lying. Maybe they're not telling me the truth. Behold the kindness and the severity of the Lord. Oh, yeah. Are you beholding the two natures of God? We have to, guys. And we have to minister the message in the right way. And we have to seek out the mark. Receive the mark. But not that mark. I'm talking the mark of God. We want Amen. protection in the end times. We want that seal on our forehead. We want that mark on our forehead. Like Alan just read in Ezekiel 9, 4 and on. That mark that the angels poured out protection on the children of God. And they wept and they mourned for the abominations and sin in the land. And because of it, God poured out a mark on their head. And that's exactly what we want. Do you want Amen. It? And one of the ways we can spot terrible preaching is forming the habit of listening to an audio Bible on your commute. It's so easy. Those of you who still commute is, is just listen to an audio Bible in your car or on the train. Listen to an audio Bible as you commute. do your daily half hour walk. That way, when preachers after a while of doing that, when you hear preachers make mistakes, you'll start spotting them because the Spirit of God will stir up your spirit when you hear that mistake and remind you of what the Word actually says instead of what the preacher mistakenly told you. Amen. Yeah, also, I, I listen to the Bible. I'm back listening to my faith radio. Alan's got all my faith radios, and he was kind enough because I moved to Florida. I'm here in Florida cooking, but he was kind enough to send me uh, a faith radio because I didn't have any. And he sent me the old one from like 2010. Thanks, Alan. Because I opened one yeah. of the new ones, and I couldn't that was like get the first one. Without... You know, yeah, right. But because one of the new ones I opened, it kept glitching, and I didn't want to send you something that was glitching. Dude, so the you old gotta one. Get me one of those new ones, please. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll. This this cheap I'll one think... you sent me is horrible. I mean, I, it's not cheap. It works. I don't deserve it, bro. Right, you deserve. Okay, I'll open another one of the new ones, and and hopefully There's it won't glitch like the last. There's nothing wrong with the new one. ones, bro. Dude, I I could not get it to stop glitching. Dude, I we sent out thousands of them. Nobody know, had, had a problem I, but you. And the new one I opened was glitching, and I didn't want to send you a glitch. I did you a favor. Well, no, I, I'm thankful that you sent me the old one that I bought many, that many works. years ago. Yeah. That works. That works. Dude, I could have got the new Say one that. to work. Believe me. All right. Okay, next time. Okay, um, you know what? I'll send you one of the new ones. You can get it to work. Yeah, thank you for sending. Okay. Yeah, thank you for sending me the Faith Radio. I enjoy it every night. I listened to it Good last Lord. night, all night long. I loved it, and it edifies Good. my spirit, man. And uh, this message today, tonight, Taco Tuesday, was relevant to that because I was listening to to the Lord talk about the harvest.
And I said, wow, Amen. there's a harvest coming. And we want to be ready, real, and right. We are a tree. We need to draw and dig our roots deeper to sustain in the heat of the day. And there is heat in the day. There is trouble. There is turmoil. We need to absorb those roots down. We need that rainbow word. I, listen, you could take one verse and read it and just absorb that verse and just say, I'm going to read it again. And just, re- just go to the Psalms. Study it. Draw from it. There's, pe- there's people that get prayers answered just by reading one verse over and over again, like, by his stripes we were healed. People, they read that over and over, and they get their healing with that one verse. Dig deeper. Tap into that water. We need that rhema word. That's right. And t- tonight on Taco Tuesday, this was a word of the Lord. Receive the mark of God. Tap into the Holy Ghost. You're going to appreciate it. In the not too distant future, to what's coming to the land, you're going to want to have those, that protection, that barrier, that Goshen under the blood covenant of Yeshua. You want to be sealed and marked the doorpost and your body, everything covered and coated in the blood of Jesus. Now, here's the kicker. You have to pray for your family and loved ones. Weep and mourn. Intercession is a key to this ministry. Intercession is a key to your calling. All of our callings involve intercession. And I know some of us don't want to hear that. But intercession is something Jesus did. Jesus was an intercessor. And if Jesus was an intercessor, you're an intercessor. Because Jesus said, follow me. You do what Jesus did. That's faith. If Jesus was an intercessor, you become an intercessor. You pray. You stand in proxy. You pray and proclaim the blood of Jesus on folks. And you watch what happens. By the way, some people listen to Jesus saying, follow me to Peter, and they think, oh, that's just for Peter. But uh, in 1 Peter 2.21, Peter tells us that we follow in his footsteps, his being the Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, Jesus said, what I say unto you, I say unto all. That's a better one. Thank you. I just learned something. Hallelujah. um, Jesus was an intercessor, guys. How do we know that? Because when the sifting was coming Peter's way, Jesus interceded for him immediately. How do we know it? Because Jesus said it. I pray that your faith will not fail through the test. And we're being tested. The enemy wants us to give up, to slip up, curse God and die like Job's wife wanted Job to do. But he didn't. But there's trauma and trouble in the land. We have to sustain. We have to have our roots in. But we also have to realize that there's testings and siftings going on. We need to pray our faith will not fail. That should be a number one prayer for someone. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray for Alan right now. Alan, I pray that your faith will not fail. Amen? In Jesus' name. Thank, amen, and thank you, Richard. And I pray that your faith also not fail, and everyone listening, their faith not fail. Amen. Amen. It's as easy as that. Can we do that? Can we at least do that? Jesus prayed that. It must be a good prayer. 
Sometimes the gospel's simple. Sometimes it's really simple, guys. We complicate this too much. It's real simple. You just look in Scripture and say, wow, Jesus did that. Uh, we'll do it. Wow, that's a good idea. Preach repentance and cast out devils and heal the sick. Amen. Which we do. Which we do. Amen. I will tell you this. Uh, this has been an enjoyable Taco Tuesday. I'm going to get my crunch ready. Do you have any crunch? Your crunch was kind of weak. Yeah, the, the problem what, what, is I poured out the crunch? chili. I poured out the chili into the crunch. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then you you were finally ready and called me like seven minutes later. By that time, all the chili, the hot chili, had soaked through the crunch and made it kind of, you know, not so crunchy. So uh, we got to coordinate better on the Taco Tuesday thing, crunching at the right time. That was Richard. very weak. Yeah, I know. If, you, if it'll make you feel better, I could go and grab another taco. No, no, I want to hear your weak crunch. Could you no, do another one? No, I don't have one? a weak. Uh, it'll take seven minutes to heat up. No, some I, I want to hear that weak crunch. That was pathetic. Uh, time to have. Let the me. Let me. Let me. No, I'm going to let you hear an alpha male crunch. Okay. Dude, it's your fault. Do your little you twink crunch. Me. Hold on. You called me eight minutes after the hour. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. I got. I got that. I oh, that. Hold wow. On. Hold, on. Hold, on. hold on. Hold on. No. Hold no on time right for that. Hold on, Richard. Hold on. Show you. Terrible. Really, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got. I got your crunch right here. Get your crunch right here. Check this out. Go ahead. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. See? That was not bad. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty powerful. Yeah, praise the Lord. You re you re you regain your alpha male mojo, which I didn't think you could achieve, but you did. Uh-huh. Thanks, Richard. You shook off that twink. You're all heart, bro. So, praise God, Alan has been crunching. This was Taco Tuesday, and the word was receive the mark. But that's just to get you to listen. It's really about receiving the mark of God. Ezekiel 9, verse 4 and on. Read about it. Exercise it. Engage in it. Get on your knees. Ask God for that mark. We want that mark. It is a protective mark. The angels see that mark. It's a seal. Who wants it? Alan? I think he said he does. I do want it. Yeah, he does. He does. And that's a good thing. And God will give it to him. And he has it. By faith. So. I'm going gonna, gonna to pack the word into me. And have, uh, I think uh, Derek Prince had a sermon called Self-Defensive Scriptures. He and his wife would read certain verses over themselves every morning for self-defense, to just get ready for the attacks of the day so that 
they would prevail throughout the day. And I, I do well, that, that was from kind time of our time. message the other day. You are a tree, I think. Yeah, um, but people right, need to be reminded. Right. I got to remind myself too. I get yeah, blessed. Why would you remember you, two weeks ago? That's right. Well, I, I do. Um, I, this time I did remember last week, and uh, and my memory is getting better because we prayed over it. And amen. Um, sometimes it's good to remind ourselves of what we preached last week or two weeks ago. And I got blessed listening to you preach last week. I think you were talking about the need for fasting, and uh, it inspired me and and put strength into me to actually do that and even though i'm i'm now re-addicted to caffeine so thank you Richard. good i want you to be addicted to caffeine yeah yeah because <laughs> you're most like real men biggest, are my friend yeah but, but you're also the biggest coffee drinker how many coffee well, makers do you have? i had seven cups today but how many coffee makers do you and have? i snorted one <laughs> what? yeah how many coffee makers do you have uh eight <laughs> French, all, French presses, enough. everything, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I got a grinder machine, everything. I grind them up. All right. Love y'all. And I, how's my y'all sounding? Pretty good. Yeah, Pretty good. not bad. That's a southerner way. Y'all. I heard someone in, in Home Depot today. Y'all. I'm like, wow, that y'all was pretty intense. All right, watching radio saying farewell. Brother Allen, thank you for uh, executing this word today with us. Thank and, you for having me, Richard. Always a great time with you. And, yeah, and um, Telegram link will be below in the detail of this word. Join our Telegram group and join our, our prayer groups every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We have communion, uh, which is very vital and important. And every Thursday is Brother JV's Bible study. So you have a jam-packed week. You got Taco Tuesday. You got communion on Monday. You got communion on Wednesday. You got prayer Bible study on two, Thursday. And you have um, uh, Shabbat Shalom at the communion on Friday. So join our Telegram group and get involved with what we're doing, y'all. So we'll see you then. Amen, Alan. Amen. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Good night, guys.